Hi, I'm Robert Jeffress, and I'm glad to serve as your Bible teacher every day on this great radio station on today's edition of Pathway to Victory. My real concern about relativism is not the relativism that our nation has embraced. It's the fact that Christians are discarding their belief in absolute truth and buying into relativism as well. To put it simply, I'm getting sick and tired of wimpy Christians. And we have them all around us. Welcome to Pathway to Victory with author and pastor Dr. Robert Jeffress. You know, an alarming number of people have bought into this concept of relativism. The belief that there's really no such thing as absolute truth that applies to all people at all times. Today on Pathway to Victory, Dr. Robert Jeffress will explain the dangers of this concept and why Christians must stand against it. Now, here's our Bible teacher to introduce today's message. Dr. Jeffress? Thanks, David, and welcome to this Tuesday edition of Pathway to Victory. Before we open our Bibles, I'm absolutely thrilled about an upcoming adventure we're preparing for you. I'm referring to the 2023 Pathway to Victory Tour to Israel. The dates are April 25th through May 5th. Please check out the fabulous itinerary we've planned for you and reserve your spot by going to ptv.org. By the way, if you register before the end of this week, September 30th, you can receive the early bird discount. Well, just yesterday, we finished our popular teaching series called A Place Called Heaven. And as a courtesy to those who have missed out on requesting my brand new book, we're extending this exclusive offer just a few more days. Today's world is filled with pain and suffering, but a day is coming when we will experience no more fear, no more sickness, and no more death. That's the promise of heaven, and I'm convinced that if we spent more time basking in the beauty of heaven, it would transform our lives. Well, to heighten your anticipation, I've written this brand new book for you and for anyone in your circle of friends who need a boost of inspiration. My book is called Encouragement from a Place Called Heaven, and a padded hardcover copy is yours when you give a generous gift to support the ministry of Pathway to Victory. Now, it's time to get started with today's presentation. We live in a day when Christians are pressured to tone down our moral convictions. As a response, too many Christians have buckled and kept silent. Well, that's not the biblical model. And so today, I'm talking about wimp-free Christianity. George Barna, who regularly surveys the attitudes of Americans, discovered a few years ago in a survey among Christians that 68% of Christian adults and 81% of Christian teenagers no longer believe in absolute truth. They do not believe there are truths that apply to everyone regardless of their religion or their culture. Instead, Christians are increasingly buying into the idea of relativism. All truth is relative. To put it simply, relativism says everything is right sometime and nothing is right every time. That's relativism. Everything is right sometimes. Nothing is right every time. No wonder, Barna says, that an increasing number of Christians are finding such things as homosexuality, pornography, adultery, premarital sex as acceptable. 
After all, everything is right sometime. Nothing is right every time. But the wholesale rejection of this notion of absolute truth not only affects us morally, it impacts every area of life. The fact that so many people, even Christians, have rejected this notion of absolute truth explains why it is people, even Christians, bristle when you make statements like, Jesus Christ is the only way to God. Every other religion is wrong. Or abortion is tantamount to murder. Or America was founded as a uniquely Christian nation. You see, in our culture, the greatest sin is the claim to be right about anything. We live in a culture of relativism. Now you say, well, pastor, why are you getting so hot and bothered about that? What difference does relativism make in our culture? Let me point out three ways that relativism impacts your life in a direct way. First of all, relativism, that is the rejection of absolute truth, encourages immorality. It encourages immorality. Now, this is the way that relativism will touch your family in the most obvious way. Relativism makes all sexual activity permissive. After all, if there are no absolute truths, if there are not things that are absolutely wrong in every generation, why shouldn't all sexual activity be permitted, including pedophilia, sex with a child? I mean, who is to say that raping a child is wrong? Who says that's wrong? You say, well, wait a minute, Pastor. Uh, Society constructs its beliefs about truth. And our society has determined that to coerce a child to have sex, that's wrong. Well, that may be true right now. But if there are no absolute truths, why couldn't society change its opinions about pedophilia? May I remind you, it was only about 40 years ago that the American Psychological Association labeled homosexuality as, quote, a psychological aberration, that homosexuality was outlawed in most every state in the Union? What if 40 years from now or even sooner we have a same change in our attitude about sex with children? What if 40 years from now people say, well, you know what, we've discovered that pedophiles don't choose to be pedophiles, they're born that way. Or why should pedophiles live in shame and have to hide their sexuality? Why shouldn't pedophiles be free to express themselves to the fullest and enjoy happiness like everyone else? In a world where there are no absolutes, anything is permissible. Secondly, um, and by the way, let me just say this. uh, That's not as far-fetched as you may think it is. In July of 1998, 1998, the American Psychological Association published a paper. It said that sex with a child may not always be harmful to the child as long as the child, quote, enjoys it. Now, that's the American Psychological Association. Now, they're very quick to say, we don't endorse that position. But the fact is, one psychologist says that they were even willing to print that paper is a thinly veiled attempt to normalize pedophilia. Again, in a world where there are no absolutes, anything and everything is permissible. Number two, relativism discourages evangelism. 
It discourages evangelism. I was watching a popular talk show. It was an audience participation show. And the topic that night was, is there only one way to heaven? And so everybody in the crowd ranted and raved about how narrow-minded and bigoted it is to say that there is only one way to heaven. But poor, one poor little lady, she raised her hand. And the talk show host went over there and put the microphone in front of her mouth. And she said... Well, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. He is the only way to heaven. And the talk show host, in the most condescending tone he could muster, said, My dear, I am so glad you believe that. And if you believe that, that's fine. But you have no right to coerce me to believe like you believe. I want you to notice two things that talk show host was saying. One obvious, one not so obvious. First of all, he was saying that there is no such thing as absolute truth. The only people to whom that truth applies is those who believe it. If you want to believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven, fine. You can believe that, but don't try to make me believe it. Absolute truth only applies to those who believe it. We'll see how ridiculous that conclusion is in just a moment. But the not-so-subtle implication also was that when you voice an absolute statement like Jesus is the only way to be saved, that is coercing other people. That is hate speech to imply that truth is narrow and there's only one application, which leads to the third danger of relativism, and that is relativism promotes persecution. You see, in a society that rejects absolute truth, the only vice that cannot be tolerated is intolerance. And that's why in our culture, in the classroom today, the greatest virtue that is extolled in the public classroom today is tolerance. Being open to every belief. The only vice that can't be tolerated is the sin of intolerance. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, when you uh, claim that Jesus is the only way to be saved, or homosexuality is a perversion. That's why you are met with such opposition, because the relativist says you are implying that a Hindu or a homosexual is inferior and therefore is deserving of mistreatment, and that is hate speech, and therefore your speech must be silenced. But I'll have to say, ladies and gentlemen, my real concern about relativism is not the relativism that our nation has embraced. It's the fact that Christians are discarding their belief in absolute truth and buying into relativism as well. To put it simply, I'm getting sick and tired of wimpy Christians. And we have them all around us. Christians who are waffling and wavering about the essential truths from God's Word. And you see it everywhere. Wimpy Christians. You see a Christian mother invited to lead a prayer at a local PTA meeting. And when she comes to the end of her prayer, so as not to offend anybody, she doesn't use the name of Jesus. And instead of saying in Jesus' name, she says, in your name we pray. Wimpy Christians. Or here's a Christian serving on his local school board. They're considering a science textbook for use in the school. And the science textbook presents evolution, but it also presents the possibility of another explanation, an intelligent designer. And this Christian goes ahead and caves into the pressure and votes against the textbook. He later says, well, I believe in a creator, 
but I can't force my beliefs on anybody else. After all, we believe in the separation of church and state. Wimpy Christians. What's happening right now is, instead of holding out the light of God's truth, as Paul commanded us to do, Christians are hiding that truth. They're even extinguishing that truth by blending in with the darkness around them. What happens when Christians reject absolute truth and embrace relativism? Barna says, when a majority of Christians proudly cast their vote for relativism, the church is in trouble. The failure to address this issue at its root and do so quickly and persuasively will undermine the strength of the church for at least another generation and probably longer. I believe it's time for Christians to stand up and say, this is what we believe, here's why we believe it. By the way, this entire series... This entire series is built on the notion of absolute truth. That is, there are some truths that are true regardless of a person's religion or culture. It's what Francis Schaeffer referred to as true truth. Let me just share with you briefly three foundational principles about absolute truth that are really going to be the undergirding of this series. Number one, absolute truth is universal. Write that down. Absolute truth is universal. I was listening to a talk show host here in Dallas on the radio driving to work and uh, the subject of discussion was whether or not the Ten Commandments should be displayed in the public classroom. And the caller called in and he said to the host, well, I'm a Christian, and of course I believe the Ten Commandments ought to be displayed, but I believe they ought to be displayed because these ten rules for living apply to everyone, Christians and non-Christians alike, so everybody should see them. And the talk show host, who happens to be a Christian, said, well, I agree with you, I'm a Christian, but not everyone believes like we do. And the caller said, well, that's the point. Even though everybody doesn't believe in these truths, these truths apply to everyone. And the host said, well, you and I believe that they apply to everyone, but just because we believe it doesn't mean it believes that it applies to everyone. And on and on and on and on and on they went. They were in uh, an argumentative circle there. You see, that talk show host had bought into this concept of relativism. It's the idea that absolute truth only applies to people who believe that it's absolute truth. Truth only applies to those who believe it. Can you think of anything more ridiculous? Think about it. Truth only applies to those who believe it's the truth. If you get up on top of this sanctuary and say, I don't believe in the law of gravity, and jump off this sanctuary, what do you think is going to happen to you? Because you don't believe in the law of gravity, you're going to float suspended in the air? It doesn't matter whether you believe in the law of gravity or not. If you jump off this sanctuary, you're going splat on the sidewalk below. You see, there's some absolute truths that apply to us whether we believe in them or not. And that's certainly true with God's truth. It doesn't matter whether you believe it's God's truth or not. These things apply to you. William Watkins in his book, The New Absolutes, rightly points out that everybody believes in absolute truth, whether they say it or not. For example, the person who says there is no such thing as absolute truth has just made an absolute statement. That person has said, nowhere in any corner of the universe is there any truth that applies to everyone. No, what really has happened is we have simply replaced old absolute truths for new truths. That's what we're doing. That's what our culture is doing. Let me illustrate that for you. 
For a long time, it was the old truth that life begins at conception. People believe that. But today, many people have replaced that old truth with a new truth that says a woman is free to do whatever she wants with her own body, even if it means murdering an unborn child. That is an absolute truth. That is an absolute right that she has. And people believe that today. They've exchanged one truth for another one. It used to be that people accepted the truth that it was in society's best interest for government to promote the spread of Christianity. And for the first 160 years of our nation's history, government was adamantly involved in propagating the Christian faith in our nation. But that old truth has been replaced by a new absolute truth. And that new absolute truth is any discussion of religion should be banned from the public square. It used to be an old truth that was accepted was there are some forms of behavior, some types of sexual activity that are immoral. But that absolute truth has been replaced by a new truth that says we should not judge anybody's sexuality, that everything is permissible. Again, in our culture today, the greatest vice, the greatest sin is to claim to be true, or to be right about anything. Or as one public school administrator said with a straight face, it is the mission of public schools not to tolerate intolerance. <laughs> My point is simply this. Everybody believes in absolute truth. The only question is, which absolute truths are you going to believe in? And that leads to a second principle, and that is that absolute truth is revealed. Absolute truth is revealed. There are God-given truths, God-given values. And where do we find those values? This book, the Bible, is the depository of God's absolute truth. These are truths we didn't construct. These are truths that have been revealed to us by God. Absolute truth is revealed. Number three, absolute truth is exclusive. Absolute truth is exclusive. Now, in an effort to promote harmony among people, those who believe in relativism will say, well, nobody is wrong. We're all right, in a sense. We all kind of have a little bit of sliver of the truth. In a way, it's a lot more palatable to say, we're all right, rather than to say, I'm right and you're wrong. And yet, when you think about it, if there is such a thing as absolute truth, then there must be such a thing as absolute untruth. Absolute truth is exclusive. Why is it that we have such a hard time in our culture saying, I'm right and you're wrong. What I believe is right, what you believe is wrong. What they believe is wrong. Why do we find that so difficult? Some of you right now are even wincing at that idea of saying that somebody's belief is wrong. How can you say that? See, the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, we have confused two words. The words diversity and pluralism. Diversity is simply the acknowledgement that there are a number of different opinions about a certain subject. And we all acknowledge that, especially about religion. There are thousands of religions in the world. There are diversities of opinions about religion. And by the way, that's fine. I'm not saying it shouldn't be that way in our country. We can have a diversity of opinions. But pluralism goes a step further. Pluralism says because there are a diversity of opinions, no one viewpoint can claim to be right. That's pluralism. And we as a country now embrace pluralism, the idea that no one belief system can claim to be right. 
But again, if there is absolute truth, obviously there is absolute untruth. R.C. Sproul recounts the hearings that took place in the late 1980s when uh, Clarence Thomas was being nominated for the Supreme Court. If you watch those hearings on television, you'll remember that in the midst of those hearings, a former law student, Anita Hill, accused Judge Thomas of sexual harassment. And everybody was divided. Is Anita Hill telling the truth or is Clarence Thomas telling the truth? R.C. Sproul says that he didn't know whether Thomas or Hill was telling the truth, but he said they couldn't be both telling the truth. In other words, one was telling the truth, one was lying, but there was no way to reconcile their two statements. It's the same way when it comes to religion. All religions are not telling the truth about God. That's impossible. For example, Christianity claims that the way to God is through trusting Christ as your Savior. It is by grace we receive through faith. On the other hand, Islam claims that the way to heaven is by working your way to heaven and doing enough good deeds to please Allah. They are saying something entirely different than what Christianity says. Now, honestly, it's possible that both Christianity and Islam could be wrong. I mean, philosophically, it's possible that both could be wrong. It could be that the way to God is not through grace, the grace of Jesus Christ or good works. It could be the way to God is by standing over on your head over here in the corner and saying, Mama Mia, three times. You know, maybe that's the way to God. I mean, it's possible, at least theoretically, that Christianity and Islam are both wrong, but it's impossible that they're both right. Where there is absolute truth, there has to be absolute untruth. Now, throughout the ages, people have used, unfortunately, the truth of God's Word to mistreat people, to beat people over the head with, and have really made a bad name for Christianity, and we all realize that. But ladies and gentlemen, we cannot allow the abuse of some of God's truth, we cannot allow that abuse to force the rest of us into what one writer calls a forced neutrality, in which no one of us dares speak up and tells the truth lest we offend somebody. William Watkins, in his book, The New Absolutes, says that it is time for Christians to become increasingly intolerant. He says we must violate the new tolerance and become people marked by intolerance. Not an intolerance that unleashes hate upon people, but an intolerance that's unwilling to allow error to masquerade as truth. An intolerance that calls evil, evil, and good, good. And I promise you this, you can always count on Pathway to Victory to preach and teach God's Word with boldness and without apology. Gratefully, we've been given permission to speak with boldness from the very people who financially support Pathway to Victory. I found that our audience deeply values this approach. There's no point in sugarcoating or even diluting the truth of God's Word. Today, I'm prepared to thank you for your gift to Pathway to Victory by providing my brand new book, Encouragement from a Place Called Heaven. This is a gift book, and it's perfectly suited to pass along to someone who's enduring a season of suffering right now. Now, before I turn the microphone back over to David, let me thank you for your financial investment in Pathway to Victory. Because of your generosity, we were emboldened to step out in faith with a brand new ministry to Ukraine. 
That's right, we're translating my messages into the Ukrainian language. Imagine the outcome when people hear about God's love and grace in their own language. Whether you're a Pathway partner or just giving a one-time gift, your gifts truly make a difference as we give people all around the world a glimpse of heaven and explain how to get there. I deeply appreciate your generosity. Rather than ask you to imagine our new ministry to the people of Ukraine, I'm going to ask David if he'll play a sample of our broadcast so that you can hear our translator boldly proclaim God's Word in this beautiful language. Here at Pathway to Victory, we are thrilled to be launching this worthwhile mission to reach the people of Ukraine with the hope of the gospel in their own language. And this work, along with all of our ministry, is made possible because of your faithful giving. Today, when you give a generous gift to support the ministry of Pathway to Victory, we'll say thanks by sending you a copy of the brand new gift book from Dr. Jeffress, Encouragement from a Place Called Heaven. Just call 866-999-2965 or go online to ptv.org. Now, when your gift is $75 or more, you'll also receive the A Place Called Heaven teaching series on CD and DVD, along with a copy of the original best-selling book by Dr. Jeffress, A Place Called Heaven. This is the last week, though, that we'll be offering these resources, so be sure to get in touch right away. 866-999-2965 or simply go to ptv.org. If you'd like to write, here's the address, P.O. Box 223-609, Dallas, Texas, 75222. That's P.O. Box 223-609, Dallas, Texas, 75222. I'm David J. Mullins. Is Christianity the only right religion, or can other beliefs lead to the truth? Dr. Robert Jeffress answers this important question next time, right here on Pathway to Victory. Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress comes from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas.